everyone. Welcome back to the Congressional App Challenge Debugged podcast. I'm your host, Medha. And today I have a very special guest with us. Nita Singh Kaushal is the founder of Miss CEO, a company that empowers students and women with world-class leadership training, mentorship, and career exploration opportunities. Nita is currently a lecturer in the School of Engineering at Stanford University and an instructor at Stanford Continuing Studies, where she teaches undergraduates, graduate students, and professional women how to develop leadership skills so they can make meaningful contributions in their careers. She has been a featured speaker at TEDx, Stanford Women's Leadership Conference, and more. Nita also serves on the STEM Inclusion Tax Force at the Tech Interactive and is a Scribd featured leadership coach. Nita's work inspiring young women has been profiled by many prominent publications, including Stanford Magazine, Yahoo Entertainment, Clayman Institute for Gender Research, and Women of Silicon Valley. Prior to Miss CEO, Nita held senior product management and engineering roles at Yahoo and Intel, served on the Stanford Women's Community Center Advisory Board, as well as led Yahoo Women in Tech, a 500-plus member organization committed to attracting, developing, and retaining more women in technical and executive positions. She graduated from Stanford University with a degree in electrical engineering. Nita, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Great to hear. And so I'd love to just get straight into it and hear about Miss CEO. What is it? How did you get started? What do you do? Tell us everything. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So Miss CEO is an organization that I started well over a decade ago. Um, I was really interested, uh, based on my own academic and career journey, um, in empowering women with skills that I didn't feel like we were learning in the classroom, but should. Uh, Skills like how to advocate for ourselves, how to communicate effectively, how do we forge alliances with the right allies on our journey. Um, I really saw that there was an opportunity to empower women, but as in addition to women, young women as well, with the, the skills and the leadership, training, mentorship, and career exploration opportunities. So we've been in business, as I've mentioned, for over 10 years. Uh, we've reached over 100,000 students from all over the world with our various programs. Um, and it's been a really exciting and satisfying ride, to say the least. That's amazing. And so I'd love to hear more about like, why did you just choose leadership as a skill that you wanted to teach? Um, and why young women as your audience? Yeah, I mean, good question. So if I look at my own journey, um, I think that, you know, I there was a lot uh, of opportunities that I had growing up in the Bay Area. I was born and raised in San Jose, California. I had all of these amazing tech innovations and the tech industry around me inspiring me about like the future and the opportunities in tech. Um, uh, Some of my favorite subjects growing up were in STEM, you know, so physics, math, science, I loved it all. And so when it was time to go to college, I don't think I really necessarily thought too much about what my career was going to look like. Uh, Instead, I focused a lot of my time and energy just taking more of the classes that I would be interested in. So, uh, you know, I took more physics and more math and more engineering classes. And soon I found myself in an electrical engineering major. And as you can imagine, I mean, do you want to take a guess how many how many girls were in my major? And let's say it's about 100 Mm -hmm. that were 
graduating? How many, how many do you think I were mean, as there? a current computer science major, I'm going <laughs> to guess maybe like five. So I feel like you were there with me. <laughs> that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good guess. So there was like no more than a yeah. handful. And I think for me, and I'm sure probably for you too, that's, that's eye opening mm-hmm. because it wasn't like when you were in high school that women weren't excelling in these subjects. In fact, we were probably doing better <laughs> than the boys in a lot of these right. when it came to tests and homework and getting our work done. So that was really eye-opening. And I was just wondering what was happening. Why didn't I see a lot of um, young women in the field, but more importantly, speaking up in the field as well. So um, that became more obvious when I took my first job in the uh, lab at Intel. I was working on the mobile chipset and I was one uh, of a few women on the team. I found that I was struggling with, even though I had this ac- this impressive academic resume, the things I was struggling with were, you know, how do I communicate my updates in a way that I'll get recognized? How do I advocate for a promotion, more money, mm-hmm. more resources? How do I find a mentor? How do I find a sponsor? How do I get on those strategic projects? And I found I wasn't alone. So many young women, but also women in all stages of their career were struggling with the same set of skills, so much so that I saw a lot of women dropping mm-hmm. out um, and not really lasting too long um, in, you know, in some of these positions. So I really felt like there was, there was something that was missing in the education that I wanted to address. And for me, I, even though there's a wealth of resources, if you look up leadership on Google, I'm sure you can go at your favorite TED Talk, for example, and find some inspiring words of advice. For me, what was missing was it wasn't practical. Like I didn't know how to how to make it actionable, right. for example. So I'm sure for you, Meta, you know that you have to negotiate. You know that you should communicate right. well. You know that you should have a great network that works but for it's you. Like, how but do for you so do many that? of us, yeah. yeah, how do you do that? It's easy to hear it, but it's harder to put into practice. So what I did was in those early years of Miss CEOs, I was trying to figure out what we needed I started just hosting informal workshops with my colleagues, sharing best practices, what was working for women who were able to get that raise, who were able to climb that ladder, who were able to you know, advocate for themselves successfully and start sharing it with the masses. And it was very popular. So not only within the companies that I was in, but then other companies wanted me to come and share it with their, their women as well. And that was during a time that I heard the feedback that I was getting was this is highly applicable, highly actionable for somebody who struggles with confidence and understanding how to assert myself. This is a helpful first step. And the other thing I kept hearing during those time, during those early years was I wish that I had these resources when I was Mm -hmm. younger. (laughs) I mean, it would have put me on a completely different trajectory if I had been exposed to this leadership toolkit, to this mentorship in middle school, in high school, in college. And that's when I think Miss CEO really started offering programs um, for young women as early as middle schools and really customizing it so that it meets them at that particular stage and they can figure out ways to achieve both their short-term goals as well as their long-term goals. So that's sort of how it all, all came about. No, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, literally, I want to say two weeks ago, I had this conversation with someone and I was like, I know I'm supposed to like, get a promotion and advocate for myself but like what do I even say to people like how do I talk to my manager and she said you just go up to your manager and say I want a promotion 
because that's what men do and I didn't even like in my head that was so mind-blowing and so having that sort of resource and having that sort of definitely very useful and just like knowing knowing how to get that actually so definitely something that you know maybe I'll look at Miss CEO (laughs) see if they have programs for me (laughs) please no and I think you know you just you said something that I think a lot of us um you know as women we're rewarded for being a rule follower for being heads down for being like focused and I think that that serves us well in academic settings but in professional settings we really need to understand how do we like how do we go against the curve um and yeah, because there's no rules, actually, when it comes to forging your own right. path and getting what you want and telling people what you want right. and communicating where you want to go. So we literally do that in my, in my classes and workshops and programs. We literally give them scripts uh, because even in asking for what you want, there are definite um, challenges uh, as a woman. So I make sure that some of these scripts have a lot of, they're reinforced with the best practices that are out there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I'm curious, like, how did you kind of get into, I know you said that you held informal workshops with your colleagues, but what kind of sparked your interest in like, I I feel like what was the first reason or the reason why you decided to approach solving this problem using workshops? How did you get into teaching basically? Yeah, good question. And it's so interesting because you can really connect the dots looking backwards than when you're in it. So sometimes you're doing it and you don't, you don't know what it's going to lead to in Absolutely. those early years. Everyone was- tells me, everyone tells me that like looking back, it seems like I had a clear path yeah. and clear vision, but actually I just got lucky and this is how I ended up here. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, it's really interesting. So I think because... I wanted, I had so many questions. I was struggling with so many of um, these areas, like trying to understand how do I lead and be successful at work. And I was hungry for the information. So I found myself, um, you know, getting pulled into a lot of the existing kind of mentorship programs and workshops that a lot of these companies already have. Um, so I started to get and, and start to, t- I started to take more active roles too in helping some of these organizations with their programming. Um, and I, I think one of the earlier roles I did was when I was at Yahoo back in the day, we had a women in tech mm-hmm. organization. Um, and what started as sort of like a volunteering gig for me uh, soon evolved into me being the co-president. Um, and I really had a say in terms of defining what should the programming look like? What do our um, women at the company, what are they looking for in terms of resources and training? And how can we give it to them in the most impactful way and effective way? And so being in that seat, I think clarified a lot of things for me uh, because I, I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of talks and workshops of trainings and I saw the mm-hmm. ones that were really good. And I saw the ones that were like, ah, okay, that was yeah. inspiring in the moment, but no one's going to remember it. And so what I wanted to do was capture, when I thought about how can we scale this, how can we reach more people, um, that started to, that was a light, you know, sort of a light bulb moment for me. And I'm like, let's, let's see, can I, can I, can I start, you know, these are the best takeaways here. Can I now teach that with some of my students at Stanford or people that I know at Stanford who would benefit from this? And so by just kind of testing it out early, it was nothing formal, Meta. It was just like, let's see if there's something here. Do people like it? Do people resonate with it? And then seeing based on the response, okay, they want more of this. Let's try to make that happen. So it was literally one step at a time as I was figuring it out in those early days. 
that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I do want to pivot our conversation a little bit to hear uh, just about like what goes into your day to day, because I know that, you know, you're teaching at Stanford, you're at TEDx, you're <laughs> talking to everyone, you're on this podcast, you're running Miss CEO. What motive, what keeps you motivated to keep doing all of the work that you do? Because it seems like, you know, you have a lot on your plate. And how do you prioritize? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Because <laughs> I know when I was in my 20s, I said yes to everything. I wanted to be a part of everything. I wanted to try everything. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that was also because I didn't want to let other people down. Um, and so I would just sign up for things because it's sure I can try right. it. I can do it. And I think the beautiful part of growing up is that you realize um what's important to you your time is limited and so i think prioritizing and and being really focused on prioritizing is key so yes my days are quite busy no day looks quite the same it's i like some days it's more miss ceo management some days i have like four classes at stanford going on some days it's a bunch of meetings with partners some days it's presenting to a fortune 500 company and having all of that and I also have three boys at home and helping manage my whole household and all the hats you have to wear with that it's a lot but I take there's a lot of relief in knowing that everything that's on my plate I there's a why there I know why I'm doing it I know why it's important I feel like there's a lot of synergy with the different roles that I have and to be honest I couldn't say that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, where I felt like I was being pulled in a lot of different directions, but it wasn't really speaking to, you know, who I was authentically and what my values were. So I really see a lot of meaning in the work that I'm doing. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I could benefit from like a few more hours of sleep. Yes, I live with my latte and that works. (laughs) That makes it happen. But I feel like, I I just feel like it's, it's very meaningful work and it that keeps me going. That makes sense. And so I know you said that all of the things that you do have a synergy. What are some qualities of that synergy? I mean, I think a big driving force is empowering others uh, to live a, me- a life of meaning and impact. And ultimately, I think it comes down to that. If I can be a part of um, helping people figure out how to leverage their own strengths and their own unique talents so they can do beautiful things in the world. I think that's the ultimate win-win. I mean, I know we have really big issues out there. Um, Anything from, you know, climate change to, you know, democracy, preserving democracy, wars, whatever. But I, you know, I think if I can be a part of helping people figure out why they're here um, and to do it in a way where they can lead and innovate authentically, then you know, I see a tremendous, tremendous meaning and impact in that. So that's what keeps me, keeps me doing what I'm doing. That's an incredible message. And I want to go back to something that you said earlier, where you said, you know, when you were in your 20s, and maybe I'm asking this selfishly, because I feel like I'm the same way. But you felt like you were being pulled in many different directions, and there wasn't synergy, or there weren't shared qualities or values, or you didn't see yourself in a lot of the work that you did. How did you how did you like quit or how did you know, figure out what to say no to and which opportunities weren't for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, do you feel that way right now, like in your life? No. So I think I felt that way a lot growing up. I felt like I was involved in a lot of things that I didn't necessarily care about. Now, I think that that's less so, but I definitely think that like 
I have a problem where I don't want to let other people down. And so I do say yes to almost everything. I'm trying to get better at that, which is why I ask. Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I totally um, understand because I, I, it was something that I struggled with, especially early in my career, mm-hmm. you know, doing things not necessarily for me at the end of the day, but thinking I, I was obligated to, or I should do it, or, you know, it's the right thing to do, or my friends are doing it, mm-hmm. or people who are successful in their careers are doing it, right. so I should do it. So whatever the reason is, there was a lot of that and a lot of that noise. And I think... I started to clarify things when I was ultimately honest with myself in terms of the things that were on my plate that were really giving me joy um, and satisfaction and meaning and understanding how can I do more of that. And, you know, it's hard to say, like, just quit right away. Obviously, there has to be an exit plan on things that you may have commitments to, of course. But being having the confidence to clearly articulate to people that, hey, this is my goal. I think there's a lot of power in sharing where you want to go with people. So that way they're clear on what you want to do more of or where you're trying to get to. And they're also clear on what you may not be interested in doing and not want to be a part of. And it's not to insult anybody. I think there's a way to articulate it so people get that, hey, this is how I can really make a big impact. This is how I can add unique value to the situation. Um, For the other areas, I'm happy to advise, or maybe it's better if we delegate it to someone else who has better Mm -hmm. talents in this area. Um, But having, being able to have more of those conversations in my life has been very freeing. It's very freeing. And honestly, I think it goes hand in hand Meta with my uh, work with negotiation because it's giving women the permission to ask for what they ultimately want. And just not that there's anything complicated in the script. So many, so many of us just need permission to know it's okay to, right. to ask for what we want. And so it's doing that work and that reflection that I think is, is so important. No, that's so interesting and definitely so true. Definitely so true. And so I know we only have a couple yeah. minutes left, so I want to ask you I know that one of the main roles that you have is providing resources for other people for their professional development personal growth what resources did you use in the past and do you still continue to use um to help you grow yourself yeah good good question um so it varies I'll be honest I think I'm a big I'm a big reader I love Mm -hmm. to read uh it's something that I try to do every single day um and I, so you, you'll find me with my Kindle and trying to like, you know, get caught up on the latest, both fiction and nonfiction. I get value from both, honestly. I think just being in that creative mindset is very helpful for me when I'm designing a talk or designing a class. Right. Um, so it kind of gets those juices flowing. Here and there, I'll catch an interesting podcast or talk. Um, and I think that's also really fun in terms of digesting information, especially when I'm doing my morning workout. That way I feel like I'm getting a mental and physical workout at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there's like newsletters I follow. I, a favorite one of mine right now is, uh, I don't know if you follow Morning Brew. I love Morning Brew. Oh, oh my isn't God. Isn't it so great? It's isn't so, it so great. I just feel like, okay, I've like educated myself on all world issues and views for the mm-hmm. day and I'm good. <laughs> so I have that sort of. Um, it's just, it's just a nice content to understand going into, Mm -hmm. into your day to understand the big picture. Um, oh, and then the one thing that you know, you noted from my background is that I have, uh, on script, there's a lot of different audio courses and, and resources, and I'm actually a leadership coach there. So I have some, a few leadership classes Mm -hmm. that I've developed with script. 
that are actually, if any of the, any of the listeners here want to check out if they're, I think there's like a free 30 day trial. So a lot of my content that I teach at Stanford, um, I've adapted to an audiobook format. So I, you know, that just, that just goes to say that there's always, I'm always trying to just digest information on a regular basis. And, um, because I think that's the only way that I can start producing creative uh, work <laughs> at the end of the day. It's just to kind of put myself in a lot of different uh, different situations like that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was so insightful and helpful for myself. So hopefully it's helpful for everyone else who's listening. Um, before I end the podcast, any last words, pieces of advice for our listeners that you wanted to mention? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of you and the whole team uh, putting you. on this whole, this whole podcast. This is such a tremendous resource for the community. Um, and if there's just any final words, uh, you know, I tell my students this at the end of every course. Uh, if you don't have a plan for yourself, you will be a part of someone else's. And I think mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. And I think it's important to start being mindful of how are you going to ask for the things that you want, Um, How are you going to start communicating where you want to go and how are you going to find the right people who are going to help you on that journey? Um, And I think that those are areas that, you know, coupled with whatever passion or interest that you have, that's just the winning formula. So I really hope that everyone takes the time to invest in their leadership toolkit so they can ultimately live a life of meaning and impact. Those are great last words. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I've definitely learned a lot. So thank you so much for that. And with that, thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Be sure to tune back in for our next episode, who will also be featuring a very special guest. Mm